bets just like became private, and I'm not an authorized poster, so I'm not allowed to look at it. Oof, this, this is a it's an interesting time for sure. Like, because I what did this happen? Is this related? Is is GameStop like blowing up? Like, it's all related to Wall Street bets, like getting unprecedented, like yes, slow. Yeah, yeah no, the Wall Street bets. Did that article just come out today? Yeah, like Wall Street bets. Like that was basically what I sent you was a like a statement about what is happening. It, like tra- them, somebody who is a part of that community was saying, "This is what's going on. This is how you can explain it to your parents." Um, and so it all sort of started at can you explain to me the fundamental thing that's happening is that what you're doing i can try i mean i because I, I have no fucking clue I, yeah what you can i just explain about. it in really simple terms yeah yeah that'd be helpful for to, for starters all looks right, like we're getting so, right into it today guys <laughs> yeah i'm so jazzed up. <laughs> i'm literally so excited that this is happening that i opened a bottle of wow <laughs> all right <laughs> um, so, all right. So, you know, <laughs> you can buy stocks, right? Yeah. And have you heard of short? So for the listeners, a stock is basically partial equity in a, in a company. It, it is a, it, it is ha- a legal right to the residual profits of a company. That's yeah. what I knew that Joe was going to interject, but basically what you're doing is you, a company is worth stuff. And you buy partial ownership of a company when you buy a stock. Is the way I would say it. Yeah, Joe said it the way that you we'll get it. We'll get into. Joe we'll likes to use a lot that. of words, you know. But anyways, you buy. This it's almost thing, like he's a fucking lawyer value. or something. Um, it has some value, but there's all sorts of different ways that you can buy it. So there's something called shorting a stock, which is basically there's different ways to do that too. But the the classic way is to say, like. You borrow someone else's stock that has some value. You sell it immediately. And basically, you're betting that the value is going to decrease. And then you, you say, like, at some future date, I'll give you what the stock is worth then. No, you return you borrow you will it. return the stock. You will return a exact replica because all stocks are fungible. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not all, but yeah. So you, you borrow someone else's stock, you sell it, and you're going to give them back a stock later on. Um, if the value decreases, that's good for you because later on you can buy a cheaper version of the stock and give it to them. And the difference between the value of what you initially sold and what you bought is money that you've made. Now, if the stock value increases, all of a sudden you can get into this situation where you have to buy a stock that's worth, you have to put in a lot more money than you made from the selling price. So big hedge funds... And these are sort of, not everyone can necessarily do this. Like I use something called Merrill Edge to invest, which is through Bank of America. And like I have to fill out this long form before I can use their like advanced tools, which include op- stock options and shorts and a variety of other stuff. Um, and also part of the reason they do that is because you can get into really bad situations if you're shorting stock because... All of a sudden, if the value balloons and it was worth one dollar and now it's worth three hundred, um, you can get yourself into a lot of financial trouble. Tr- because the hedge funds do this stuff all the because time. Because you owe whoever your brokerage, whoever you borrowed the stock from, you owe them a stock, which means you got to go buy that stock and so, provide it to them. So if the price goes up dramatically, that is very costly to you because you got to go and buy it at that price to return it. Under so uh, people on so people on Reddit have found companies that have been being intensely shorted. Uh, GameStop and AMC, I think, are the two biggest examples. And AMC got enough... being the television network. I think it's not the television network. I think it's the movie theater chain. Yeah, the theater chain. Oh, that's a theater chain. Okay. Both businesses is not doing great right now. Um, huh. it's, uh, they're relatively safe shorts, really. But the value of the stocks have gone down a lot, and this group of people on Reddit have gotten tons and tons of people to buy a whole bunch. I mean, for for it's relatively small amounts for individual for most individual users, but they have a lot of people to buy enough stocks. I believe the community was start- two point nine million dollars. Uh, oh, sorry, not dollars. Um, 
users, I believe, were subscribed to Wall Street Bets. And so they started buying a bunch of this stock. And as they buy, oh, so it inflated the the value starts right. Yeah, exactly. The value starts increasing, and then the hedge funds start freaking out, and then they need to buy stocks to make up for their shorts. Yeah, because like basically, there's an that's called like when you borrow the share to sell or off. Typically, there is like I don't know about typically, but often there is a clause where that call that like stock is callable, meaning like the brokerage whoever borrowed you lent it whoever lent it to you or you borrowed from can call you and say give that back now we're not going to wait until the you know expiration of the original contract because they that's part of the what they offer in um lending the stock is that they also get the ability to call it at any time so they start calling up they're those who have shorted the stock, who they Oof. lent the stocks to and say, all right, now's the time. Sorry, buddy. And so they, all the major investors scramble and start buying up the stock, which obviously only sends the price up higher. And even if people aren't, even if the calling isn't happening, people are freaking out about the increase in price, thinking like, if it goes up any higher, I'm not going to be able to afford it. So even if they're not actively getting that calling isn't happening. A lot of investors are still trying to buy as much as possible to sort of cut their losses. Yeah. Which is what, I mean, if, if you like look up right now, AMC stock and look at, you know, one or even five, like if you look at the five years, you'll see uh, it's going up and down overall. It's going down since 20, late 2017 big drop and then it basically keeps going down 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 until what was it yesterday until today basically and and where it went from around five dollars to around twenty dollars if you look at the GameStop stock i think it went in the last today from or in the last week, it was it was around forty, and now it's around three forty. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Well, so the AMC stock is at a a high for the year. You know, if you go back farther, it's not it's not even close. It's like halfway to what its previous peak was, or almost at, over a little over halfway to its previous peak. You know go back to 2014 it was well yeah so sometime in there since then it's been up to like 35 36 but GameStop let's see GameStops it was around $20 for or it was down at like $7 around yeah it had gone up and down oh wow the all time from GameStop, like from two thousand five, like the peak was in twenty two thousand eight, where it was fifty two. Yeah, and then you look back just for the past five days, it went from yeah. So it's it's like it's trading at like six six times its all time high, and that has happened really in the past two weeks. Yeah, but in the past day specifically yeah. there's been a big spike yeah it went from 145 but i mean even from then so 145 on january 27th um go back to 25th and it was 64 so two days before that it was half the price and then just today it's gone up more than double, double the price yeah, double. wow and it's all from i was saying this to, i mean there were, were you there was call? a there was a a guy who we don't name who tweeted um, game stonks. Yeah. So that he he you know he, he yeah he he was he was in there because you know I mean the let's be real like the biggest sort of um, Elon Musk I I know um, fans don't. <clears throat> Were 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 on Wall Street bets like that's the that's the core 
my understanding is that's sort of the core demographic of of Wall Street bets. Was uh, fans fans uh, of um, uh, Rocket b- Man. big uh, big big Rocket Man L- Battery Boy yeah um, boys. Battery Boy big Rocket Man Battery Boy. Well, I don't know. One of my one, my friends who told me about it, who follows Wall Street bets and other things on Reddit, is not a huge Elon Musk fan. Who? I guess we're saying the name. <laughs> Um, I thought we I thought we just again. determined that it was big big rocket man battery boy. <laughs> big rocket man battery boy. <laughs> big rocket man battery boy. I think though a lot of the people are are I was saying earlier, I don't know if we had technically started, but it brings me great joy to see like very wealthy rich people getting scared and upset that like the plebs are making money in the stock market. Yeah. Because I think most of the people in these Reddit threads are not people that are like large scale investors. They don't work for hedge funds. No. They're just they're probably not pulling people. down seven Small figures. Let's no. say that they're, they're exactly. very they're very concerned that retail investors, which is what what they call um, you know non professionals, using apps like Robinhood and and the like. Um, are, they're going to hurt themselves. They're really, they're earnestly, compassionately concerned that other people who don't know as well as they do are going to, they're going to lose their life savings and they're going to, you know, they're going to, you know, be squeezed out of a quality of life that they deservedly have. Right. That's, that's really what, that's what the concern is in uh, hedge funds. That's, that's what they're worried about. Right. The, the well that, you know, the well being like, of uh, of the investors that uh... they say the people that win the lottery go broke after a couple of years you know they just don't want to see that to ha- see that happening yeah so the average everyday American if they if they make too much money in the stock market they won't know what to do with themselves if they make we can't have if they that. make too much no, money in the stock market, they'll stop working, and then the stocks won't be worth anything because it's all based on their ability to trap people in ever running cycles of of debt and consumption and work. That's not a reality. I don't think that's a fair depiction of of like all co- companies. No. I mean, stocks are make possible the sort of union of like the ideals of private and public ownership over the means of production. I really think. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, like I. I Maybe the only reason that that is not typically the case is because people like hedge fund managers yeah. are running the show. I mean, I, d- I just don't know if it's quite as accessible as it as you're framing it, though. Like, yeah, like the average person can buy and sell stocks with like, you know, with technology. You got like Ally and uh, Merrill has a, uh, a stock trading app and Robinhood and all that. But that doesn't mean that everybody can successfully make money on the stock market like by themselves well this reddit page up until today it was free for anyone to look at all these people that just made all this money on amc and gamestop right yeah but i think that's a small portion of the conversation i mean i don't know if they are just regular people necessarily but what like what who's made money like how many people have have sold I don't. I don't know. Because like you actually. don't, you know, you don't take anything until you sell, and like, okay, the price hasn't dropped, so apparently not that many people are selling right now, right? And like you, hypothetically, you do, you know, you distribute out this um, collection of, uh, the, you know, this finite number of shares to a large group of of people who have all put in a little bit of money and or in some cases, a lot of money. And then a cascading sale happens and 
you know, who's left holding the bag? Like, that's the real question. And like that, this could like, you know, I was being a little facetious earlier about all the, the talking heads talking about how they're concerned about the retail investor. But like, you know, if you bought one share right now, that's $347. Like that might turn into six sixty dollars in that tomorrow. Like that might, you know, you, and then that 300 or, you know, $287 and 14 cents that you put in on top of the 60 that's left, like that's where did that go? Yeah, I'm not, I think it would be a, t- a bad idea. Personally, I wouldn't, like I'm not about to buy AMC or GameStop stock tomorrow because it's already spiked. You know, there's, that's why they say buy low, sell high, but anyone that was buying AMC stock at $2 a share yesterday can sell tomorrow. If they put the order in now, they'll probably, they'll make some money off that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like that doesn't, like that doesn't generate money. Like that's not. Money in their right, right, I mean, but it's but it's coming, but it's coming creates money for right, them. Well, it's but it's money that's coming out of the pockets of other investors, right? Like if you take right, like you've got a hundred shares of a company, and the price is two dollars, it's worth you know two hundred dollars. If the price goes up to four dollars, because people are willing to pay that and then have such like have then driven up the price. Like, what does that mean? Right? Like if then you, everybody sells, like there's only that pool of money remaining. Right. I mean, the, the pool is of the equity of the company. It's not, it's not the money. So it's just in each given moment. And I don't know if I'm quite understanding, like the pool isn't, of really of like the amount of stocks times the value of it. I mean, that is a way of like valuing in the secondary market, the equity of the company, but that's not kind of misleading. Like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm right. So yeah. yeah. Well, the money, the money is not coming from like when you sell your stock and buy and like get cash for it or whatever. Like it's not coming from necessarily directly from those that, uh, put their money in and are now going to lose out because the price is going down. The company has is what's guaranteeing that, right? No. The company is guaranteeing that. No, no, the company doesn't guarantee its stock price. No, the company it's all traded on the secondary market. So the only time the company is involved in the stocks is when the stocks first. Well, they can also they can. Yeah. Well, how, what is the what do the stocks have to do with the company at all? Then? Well, like, is that money not going to the company? They, <laughs> the stocks are like the company can issue more stocks in in order to raise funds to invest in revenue growth. If you if you own all, if you were to buy all stocks, really are, and I'm fairly confident in this. So Joe always tells me I'm wrong, but our p- partial equity. Partial ownership of the equity of the company. If you bought 100% of all the stocks of a company, you would own the company. Right. But the company isn't issuing all those stocks for sale, right? Like, that's not possible. They already issued them. The the company did issue those stocks, either in an initial public offering or they did other – they can have, like, other rounds where they release more stocks. But the company did issue those. All the trading that happens is on what's called the secondary market between people that own that little partial equity that are owners, partial owners of the companies. Right. And that gets back to like they're they're partial owners. Yes. In a way, Um, like they don't run, you know, the company, like the company is run by the executives. Like if you had enough money, let's say you could go buy some AMC stock and just buy like like something stupid like what whatever whatever the value of the company is like uh say the company is supposedly worth you know uh I don't know 
however many millions of dollars. You just like drop a billion dollars. You just like keep buying the stocks, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously yeah. this is a hypothetical situation. Like what at what point? What happens? What ha- like when do you just already own the majority? Like there's not obviously an infinite number of stocks, are there? No. That you can no. just like keep buying, right? And and also so like for functional purposes for a someone like me when I want to buy a stock or a few stocks in a company, I, I put in the order on the service that I use and I'm prob- I'm going to get the number of stocks that I'm looking for because it's just one or two. But I only get them when someone else is actually selling them. So when you when companies start trying to buy larger quantities of stocks, they actually do have to sort of wait for those them to actually go on sale. But there mm-hmm. is a finite number. And once you get enough, like if you get controlling interest in the company, then anything that's voted on in by stockholder in stockholder meetings, you basically decide everything. So like most companies that are publicly right. traded, some degree of their like who's on their board is voted on by stockholders. Like I vote on that stuff for Right. Of, I mean stock stockholders I hold stocks stockholders on. can elect directors. And they can vote on some resolutions, but they can't direct the directors who are currently seated to do any particular thing. No, but they they do vote on who sits on boards. Right, but that can depend on the charter where, say, you could have staggered terms um, for the board and therefore only – some of the board members, generally a third of like a nine-person board, are up for election each year. And that is a, a mechanism of protecting against um, hostile takeovers. There's also what's called a poison pill, which companies you know that are often founder-run um, often have. A lot of startups have where if you know somebody goes out and buys um, – I forget the details because it's been a few years, but like it, it, there's a basically a trigger where if somebody buys more than a certain percentage of the company in the open market, it automatically massively dilutes the sh- number of shares in a way that's favorable to the people who previously owned the stock. Yeah, so there are ways that companies protect themselves against people getting control over companies by stock ownership. But the reason that there has to be those protective mechanisms is because in without those mechanisms, it is often very possible for someone to get controlling interest, a controlling share set of a company and take it over. Elect themselves on a position on the board. Mm-hmm. We should do that. I mean, people on Reddit literally are doing this right now. Like, yeah. Reddit has taken over GameStop. That's crazy. I mean, which I have love. They, like, I love. It's a, I mean, who's no, who I, owns? I'm getting ahead of myself. They have not yet. Like, I mean, like, let's look at some volumes here. Um, they're. The like, volume okay, has so been eighty nine this is million. This whole thing's new to me, so let me get a, ask a clarifying question first before you continue on that mm-hmm. trajectory. Um, when you're so you're talking about when you when you place a trade, right? Um, like you buy, I don't know, like you like I like say I open up my phone right now and go onto Robinhood and say I want to buy like an Apple stock, and whatever the fuck price is. Well, you know, let's just use AMC because I st- still have this open. So I want to open an AMC stock. It's currently being traded at $19.90, right? Mm-hmm. So I submit a thing that says, I will buy this for $19.90. Yes, and then the and brokerage. And when someone is willing to sell, that looks for whoever did a I want to sell offer submitted to this, mm-hmm. then if once those things line up, and I'm sure there's some kind of computer programming stuff going on in the background that's saying like whose offers were submitted first and what there are Once there are someone that major says, i'll sell this there are major infrastructure investments that are made in fiber optic networking and 
closer location to the stock exchange to speed up that process by yeah. milliseconds. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah, like where you know you you get your office close enough to the stock exchange so your computers are closer and like literally like you can trade stocks faster than someone in California or whatever. Um, like I understand that. Okay, so but like the trade doesn't go through until I submit the order. I will pay nineteen dollars ninety cents. It won't go through unless the cost is nineteen dollars ninety cents, and I get paired up through some kind of. Um, program that says like okay your order was received at this time this uh, offer was received at this time bing boom the trade happens right mm -hmm. so like if tyler says you know tomorrow he wants to buy another stock in um a tesla right and offers puts up an offer like there's a chance that like if the price keeps going up and up and up that like that offer will just like disappear because he's like i want to buy it but now all the trades that are happening are $300 more. Right. So like no one's selling them at that price now. Correct. Even though it was when he submitted the like the bit. The bit. So just to clarify, there's a lot of different ways that you can put in orders. Mm -hmm. So like when I I use Merrill Edge and the way that that works, if I put in a typical order, there's a range of prices that like say I see value of some stock is at the value of some stock is at $150. And I say I want to buy. There's a range that that can happen. If the, if the value goes up to 160 that order will still go through. There's a okay. specific type of order that you can make called a stop order. Um, and you can do that for buying or for buys or sells where, where you're saying like, I'm only going to, I'm going to buy unless it's higher than this price or I'm going to sell so not with, unless like, not it's letting lower than range. this price. Yeah. So, so the type of sale that you were talking about is a specific type of, or the type of transaction that you're talking about is a specific mm -hmm. type of stock transaction called a stop order. Gotcha. But that is that's a good way to do things, especially when you're working when you're doing something more volatile. Mm -hmm. uh, like that's something that I use frequently. Uh, like I'll I'll put in those orders, especially if um, like if something's volatile and like it's dropped, but I think it's going to go back up. I'll say like, all right, I want to buy maybe ten of these, and if it keeps dropping to then I want to, like, if it, I want to buy 10 right now, say it's 150, and it's gone for, like, say it was 150, and I think that that is a reasonable estimate for what the actual stock is worth, but it's dropped down to 120. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, this is a good time to buy because it's dropped, and I think it's going to go back up. I'll buy some for 120, but then I'll put in a stop order that says, like, all right, if it goes down to 100, buy 10 more. Gotcha. Um, and so that way I can sort of like get some with some flexibility in the price, but also buy extra if it keeps dropping. But right. then if it starts going back up, I don't want to, I don't want to buy more than, yeah. So there's all right. sorts I of different orders you can make and you can make them in combination. So you're sort of like hedging your bets against yourself based on what you think is going to happen. Yeah, like you thought 50 might be the lowest, but even if it goes lower, or, you know, 150 it might be the lowest, but you think if it goes lower, you still, like, to a certain point, think it's going to bounce back up above 150, but in the meantime, as the price is going down, you're still hoping it's going to go above your original amount, so you may as well keep, you know, hedging your bets against it. Yeah, like, if it's if it keeps dropping, or, yeah, in the case I was just talking about, if it keeps dropping, I'm going to keep buying more. Yeah. But I won't keep buying more if it starts going back up. Right. So, uh, anyways, yeah. So continue what you were saying. Um, I don't know where I was. Um, but anyways, like, I like the description of a stock that I made earlier, where it, like it's an agreement to the residual profits of a company. Like that is the the root of it. Like what you like you when you buy. What does that mean? When you buy. Like basically, 
you can imagine like a very simple business. There's like um, a profit sharing investment. If you give me the capital that I need to start this business, I will give you X percent of the profits. Right. Mm -hmm. So basically if that like shark tank, shark tank, sure. Um, basically it's a formally regulated way of establishing those contracts that then, you know, sort of leads to the things like the stock market where rather than like that being just a, a, an agreement that is sort of policed between the individual parties, namely the investor and the company, it's policed by these other market forces between the government and, you know, disclosure requirements and large financial institutions. Like they sort of police the agreement, Right. That's why there are earnings calls where the company has to go through and describe all of its earnings and declare its dividends, which are, you know, the share of the profits that are distributed to shareholders. Um, anyways, yeah. So basically, the, there's a, a, and that's sort of in a way to make those um, assets, those sort of resid- like, profit sharing investment instruments liquid, which you'll hear, you know, you hear that term a lot. You're looking for Mm -hmm. a liquid market, meaning that when you go to buy a share, there is a share that can be brought to you to own. Right. Presuming the number of shares you're trying to buy is small. Yeah. Which for the majority of people is always. So yeah, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a formalized agreement to share in the profits. And then, you know, upon dissolution, there are different rights, right? Like you, um, get distributed, whatever assets or cash value of assets following liquidation, um, are left after all the debts are paid after, you know, preferred stock, which is another class of stock gets paid, you know, like a lot of venture capital is set up that way where, you know, the venture capitalist who's putting in a lot of the seed money, like they get a different type of stock than the stock that is distributed in an IPO, say. Um, See, the thing is that the thing that Joe is saying is the defining element of a stock is the least important thing about a stock. <laughs> like, I mean, it's important in the case that the company goes bankrupt. And only in the case the company goes bankrupt. And all other cases, which the vast majority of the stocks that you ever own, the company is not going to go bankrupt in the time. I mean, probably. If you're, it's probably true that the vast majority of the stocks that any individual owns are in companies that are not going to go bankrupt. I mean, you the case in which the company liquidates all their assets and is doling out you know, pays all their debts and, and pays off all their prioritized stocks and then pays out the other people that are buying stocks. I mean, number one, that follows naturally from my definition, I will say, because it's partial ownership of the equity of the company. So you're entitled to li- the value of that should it be li- liquidized. But also, there's a lot of other things that matter more, like the price for most people, what matters is, is it, is it's an investment and that's the part that matters. So like the value in the secondary market as that changes and inflates, you sell it and you sort of use that as a way to make money. Um, similar to the way you would potentially use like a property as an investment or like a baseball card or something like that. Um, so I think that this is totally technically true, but I think, there, that that definition, while it's technically true, and it also does center things in the part that's enforced, which is important and true, it also somehow misses some of the other important defining characteristics of what Right, it's. being the, the speculation and the rank abuse of 
purchasing these assets on credit that it, that leads to the gross inequality that we see in this world. Well, and also, I think I think that the the value of the, as the investment matters, and also that right, but that value is, it is possible to control the behavior of the company. Barely, not even that barely. Like, if these redditors actually get like already in that article that you sent us from Reddit, they were saying that the person who started this whole push. I mean, this must be a wealthy person. So this is against what I was saying earlier, that it's normal people. But he already owns, like, 13% of the stock. Well, I saw something where they were talking about a guy who was looking to maneuver into a possible takeover. The guy who started Chewy.com, I think it was. I don't remember his name. Yeah, uh, he yeah. Was looking to make moves towards a possible takeover. And so... The a possible takeover of GameStop, uh, of GameStop, GameStop specifically. Yeah, not nothing to do with yeah. AMC. Um, yeah, the reason being that, like, the reason that that was known is that there are requirements where if you, you know, if it's a public company and you buy, if one shareholder buys ten percent, they have to disclose their ownership of that ten percent under the rules. So they have to basically say, hey, I have 10% of the stock when they do. So you can't like sneak up on a company and purchase, you know, 75% of the shares and then be like, guess what? This is all me. Haha. I own you. But I mean, if they, if they did eventually get to the point where they own 75% of all shares, then any decision that based on the company's charter was made by the stockholders who are the owners of the value of the equity, like would be all those decisions would likely be made by that one person, unless they have some specific clause to protect against that. So people can take over a company. Right. But right. Right. But like you can, you can own the company, which then can give you a controlling interest. Often I think in order to, I forget some of the rules, but there's anyways, um, like you can definitely buy out. I mean, that's what, um, what was the term for it? There's a bunch of it in, um, like vulture hedge funds or something. Anyways, there was a lot of sort of hostile takeovers that were happening in the eighties, um, to companies like Sears and other, you know, large companies that, you know, were vulnerable to that. And, and, Basically, what they would do is they would like often buy offer to buy out the the company through something called like a tender offer, and then what they would do is they would take out debt in the name of the company to buy the shares and then use the revenues to pay off the debt and realize a tremendous gain in their the value of the underlying shares anyways um so there's two things happening which is the takeover of the com- company and also using that to manipulate the value of the stock because again part of why stocks are usable to people is because just of just because of their their value irrespective of what they mean right if i'm understanding that correctly um, sorry, repeat that. So, like, what you're, the situation you're describing is both like it's like a takeover of the company, but also using the control that is taken over of that company to manipulate the stock price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because that those two things don't necessarily have to be linked. Like, right. I mean, people buy up... companies like legitimately all the time. Like, you know, I mean, like companies by other companies i mean more of that like like you could get one could get controlling interest of a company and then use that to try to take over the company and not try to inflate the stock prices like the inflation of the stock prices is only useful to the extent that you're selling off that stock and making money it has value in the secondary market that is sort of divorced from the actual value 
of what you can do with the stock. Right. And that's, you know, but like that value, like what is that divorcing mean? And I get, I think that that like, like I, it's frustrating that you're so right about my definite, like my definition of the, and not mine, but like the definition of a stock being so irrelevant to how it's used because it's, you know, what if these aren't tied to like some sort of legal right? Then what are we what are we doing? We're just passing around these slips of paper, so we all believe that they're more valuable than they are. That's well, it's because money isn't real. So, <clears throat> well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, the first one of the first things that comes up when you start like googling what this happened is a article from esquire um titled how wall street bets redditors used their collective power to manipulate the stock market yeah no here's everything you need to be equipped for the inevitable conversation about short squeezes gamestop robin hood and wall street bets um the first question when you google it is is wall street bets illegal yeah i mean no i'm i'm betting i I'm pretty sure that this is all going to get tied up in the push to regulate social media. Probably. I mean, so the, hold on the first one of the, uh, a quick sentence from this article. Um, there have been talks about security exchange commission commissions coming down on r slash wall street bets, the other online and other online stock forums. But the tricky part is there is no evidence of fraud or insider trading. I mean, but is manipulating stock price in and of itself a problem? Like, I vaguely remember hearing about things like, you know, like famous, uh, you know, music artists or um, actors, like, encouraging people to buy stocks that they had, like, already invested in so that their stock price would go up. Is that like a thing? Like, this is kind of what's going on, right? Like that there's I mean, discussions. I mean, I don't and posts on the subreddit that like encourage people to buy stock, and there's like there were some people that were already pretty heavily invested that benefited from it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a you know expert on um, the securities law because it's one of the most complicated um, areas of law because of all this. Um. Yeah. But so it looks like pump and dump schemes. I'm just looking at a quick article. Um, it, yeah, I only yeah. used to do those in college. <laughs> I'm close to my 30s, man. I'm not, I don't have the energy um, for that. No. This is, this is, it attempts to boost. It's all I have <laughs> It attempts to boost the price of a stock through recommendations based on false, misleading, or greatly exaggerated statements. Um, so the thing is that here, everything that they said is true. Like they found out through publicly available knowledge that big companies were shorting the stock. And then they used that information to say like, all right, well, we can, like, we also, I mean, there also is this sort of idea that this other person is trying to take over the company and do good things with it. So there's, they have that as a justification too, like, we know that people are shorting the stock so that we know if we buy enough collectively for the stock price to go up, then that'll probably cause a squeeze. Um, I don't know. That seems legit to me. Like that's all publicly available information. That's true. Right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, but why should the plebs be able to share that on a private forum and the uh, big stock boy investors uh, have to buy a Bloomberg terminal? Yeah, they gotta buy a this Bloomberg is... blowjob. <laughs> uh, this is a, a, a big, great big, sin, big right? Bloomberg battery blow terminal. This is why it must be illegal. Like, <laughs> like these people are making money, and rich people are losing money. Like, well, I mean, that's this cannot why be if true, there if there is a crackdown on it, that's real. exactly why there would be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, like. D- I'm not opposed personally. I'm not like opposed to there being like restrictions on like people out there hyping up stocks that they own 
um, positions in with the express purpose of convincing gullible people to pour their life savings into it in order to take a profit. Like that seems like, right. I mean, there, there is already regulation. Like, yeah, it's illegal kind of like, it's that. illegal you know, to like use you can't false take advantage of people. Like you can defraud people. Like if you feed them false information for, uh, you know, your own gain like that, I think that's an element. That's fine. Of, unless you're a fiduciary. Well, I'm I think in this case too, like that people were being on Reddit were being pretty honest, right? Like they're saying, like let's do this together, like, and they were doing it. <laughs> Fuck together, it, let's right? be it legends. That they were, yeah, we, we yeah, they, they, were, they weren't saying like, oh, you should do the, you should do this thing, uh, just for yourself. They were saying like, I'm doing this thing, you should do it too. It'll only mm-hmm. work if we all do it, right? Like, yeah. and that, that's what happens. It only yeah. works because so many of them did it. Yeah. There are two articles from The Verge that are also at the top of your Google results uh, when you're looking into this. Um, one of which is the uh, you know the Wall Street Bets subreddit has been made private, um, and the uh, the Wall Street Bets Discord server was banned by Discord. Yeah, which is interesting that Discord. I mean, Reddit has a history of like not censoring anything. Like, I mean. They're they're they don't like to do that. They don't do that very often. So I think it's interesting that like you know I, I'm pretty sure it's like the mods of Wall Street Bets were like we're gonna make this subreddit private and Discord was just like we're getting out front of this. Like you're not allowed to talk here anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Like I do. Like I'm really curious to see how this plays out with you know what's the story behind the subreddit going down. Like are they like. Is there pressure from... I mean, it wasn't quarantined. Yeah, no, they didn't even get a warning. What, what happened to due process yeah. in this world? It, dude, it disappeared within the space of time of like 10 minutes when you sent us that article and when I tried to look Yeah, it was it. my fault. I still have the article up, actually. <laughs> I'm not... Re- I mean, just have to not refresh. Dude, dude so screenshot it. Screenshot it and put it in our Slack. We've got to see it. Oh, I should do that, yeah. Uh, I, I just <laughs> will say one other thing about Discord that I think might be relevant here in that they want to go public. Right. Pretty, I was just going to say, they're... is Discord publicly traded? Because <laughs> I'd invest. Fucking Her love company Discord. press releases, Discord last raised $100 million in June 2020 at a post-money valuation of, of $3.5 billion. And I think those, I think, and Joe probably would know more than me, but I think that those, po- those post-money valuations are things that you have to do before you can do an IPO. Um, I don't know. I think it's just you typically get a valuation. Well, they say it's post money because it's including the infusion of cash. Oh, right? I see. It's post money, so they might not necessarily be doing right. It. I mean, I think it's certainly possible. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's a yeah. huge. Service. I hope they do. Why? Because I'd buy it, and I think it would. Make, I think it would be good. <laughs> yeah, but. Right, I but be I mean, a like, what are they? Like, Discord. what do they need the money for? Like, and that's the thing It's like, you don't just go public because, like, that's the next step in your business. No, it's because you're trying to raise money. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I like the idea of Discord raising money to do cooler things. Okay. I think that's I use, an important I use Discord point, a lot. I think that point that you both just made is an important point that's not necessarily super obvious if you don't already know it, but. A company going public is a way to raise right. money. You get people to invest in exchange for residual share of the profits. I'm still not fully understanding what the difference between use guys' arguments is about this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not an argument. It's just that there have like, been a lot of uh, like, this is funny. Like, this is timely, too, because there have been a lot of discussions in our household lately about like financial literacy. And, like, trying to wrap our brains around this. I mean, not necessarily, like, buying stocks, but just, you know, like, figuring shit out financially in our lives. So, um, yeah, it's funny that this conversation is kind of timely. Yeah, also, Wall Street Bets is down. <laughs> also, Wall Street Bets is down. Since the, the, the you know... GameStop stock is yeah. down. Yeah, I also just went to a GameStop for the first time in, like, 10 years. When? Uh, when? Like... Several days ago, because I was well, actually, we did we go? I might have gone into multiple GameStops. I called a bunch of GameStops, 
Because I was trying to get my hands on a Nintendo Switch, but nobody has it. <laughs> <Are> they, <laughs> they're all out of stock out of everywhere. Stock? Yes, everywhere. Every single GameStop, every sim- single GameStop, and uh, also Target. Damn, what's the deal? Is it because of Christmas? Like, I have no idea. If we're going to talk about GameStop, we do have to at least briefly mention their horribly shitty game buyback program. <sighs> I feel like, <laughs> like, have you guys experienced this where you have oh, a bunch dude, of old not games since I, and not you're since like, PS1. yeah, dude, not, not in like 10 years. <laughs> Even so, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Do you remember when they, you used to be able to buy used N64 games at GameStop? Now you have to buy them on eBay for like a million dollars a piece. Damn. I, you know, I, I have an N64 Sitting out there. Do you guys remember what N64 cartridges used to taste like? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now they have these newfangled Nintendo Switch cartridges that taste they like taste awful. Ass. <laughs> they taste awful. <laughs> <laughs> these newfangled cartridges taste like ass. It's awful. Okay, anyway, that's a stupid bit. Wait, they taste uh-huh. like ass? You uh, can, where can I you get can, them? You can, <laughs> it's 2021. If you're not eating ass, grow the fuck you up. You can buy a. Hey, you it's, can it's buy during the pandemic. Nintendo right. Switch. Yeah, only before Make sure you wear a mask. You can buy newest Nintendo Switch with neon blue and neon red Joy-Con. 6.2-inch touchscreen LCD display, 32-gigabyte internal storage, 802.11ac Wi-Fi, Bluetooth 4.1, blue and red, 128-gigabyte SD card, plus 12-in-1 carrying case for $479 on Amazon. Yeah, it's on Amazon. We, but it'll we, be delivered. Like, this but it'll be delivered. Uh, uh, Tuesday. Probably in two days. Yeah, that's it's not in the picture at this given moment anymore. It was, uh, it was not on the whim. We went out. We were like, we're gonna buy a Nintendo Switch, and then we couldn't find one. We we're like, nah, okay, we'll buy a, an area rug for our living room instead. Mm. That's what we did. I've made enough money in the stock market in the last couple of years that I don't have to buy things off Amazon anymore. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I don't understand. I can I can afford to pay twice as much for everything that I want to order online <laughs> as it costs on Amazon. Are you boycotting Amazon intentionally? Yeah, I hate why? Amazon. Yeah, I'm moving I'm moving away from Amazon a little bit, but why? Why? Services. Why for services mostly? Why? Because eh. for multiple reasons. Uh. They don't. They often don't pay their employees very much, and they don't give their employees very good working conditions. They have super predatory practices to get into new markets, namely like using their profits from other industries to sort of bolster their business in a given industry, in order to allow them to pay less than, the, like charge less than the item is worth to put up, to intentionally put other businesses out of business. Mm-hmm. Which is super fucked up, for I think obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, it's currently fucking my my industry that I'm in. Yeah. Also, like, no single like part of why I have libertarian tendencies is because I don't think any individual power structure should be any individual organization should have too much power, and I hundred percent think that goes for companies as well as governments. Like, I don't want. I've distributed power is almost always almost always leads to healthier and more moral interactions. I think checks and balances uh, <laughs> of sorts. Yeah. Uh, so burn the U.S. federal government system to the ground. <laughs> not literally. I do not condone violence in any <laughs> shape or sort. But now, now, oh my God! It's just another thing that we need to put a bunch of asterisks on. No. Parody like, in the no, game. No, I'm not actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did a pretty good job of that. My disclaimer there. That was good. No, you did. It's just, it's just funny that, like, given current events, that that's like we have to be a little bit more intense about the disclaimers. I mean, do we though? I mean, what's the risk? What's the harm? Uh, what the? What, I mean, I mean what's the worst that happens? Like. Um, I know that Emily is probably the only person that listens to our podcast. Shout out to Emily. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for listening. Um, I know there's a couple listens. people. Devin's out there too. Thank you, Devin. Wait, Devin listens? Yeah. I'm honored. 
We love you both I very just, much. I just started blushing. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we love you both dearly. Is. Thank you for listening to us. <laughs> Blake, make sure this makes it into the final edit. Yeah, and then um, hello, anybody who may... Anybody else? <laughs> also be here. <laughs> um, I don't know how you found us, um, but uh, thank you, I guess. Um, if you want to sponsor our show, go to... Uh, Example.com. Example. <laughs> we need to change the URL, but we can't, can't figure it out. Dude, the thing that fucking cracked me up so much this past week was another podcast that we listened to that has the give us your fucking money dot com as their Patreon link. Yeah. It just, it, they, just they bought that URL and it redirects to their Patreon page. It's it's very good. Yeah, it's hysterical. But then they also bought Joe Rogan Podcast dot like club <laughs> which does redirect to their Patreon page. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. There's such a good. What podcast is this? It's called Do by Friday, a weekly challenge podcast. Merlin Man and Alex Cox. Yeah, they're great. If they're listening, then uh, I don't know. Kill uh, me, kill me now. In, yeah, kill me. <laughs> just kill, just yes. let me, let me, please, let me die peacefully. <laughs> um, tell me first. And then tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Joe um, Rogan Podcast dot Club. Is that what it is? Are you sure? Yeah. Yep. Tell me if it I'm right. It says can't find server. No. I mean, maybe they took it I mean, down I misspelled because... podcast. Okay. Yeah, it's still not. Unless you spell Rogan with an A-N. How do you... I don't... I'm losing... Ah, yeah, there it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. the Joe yeah. Rogan. You just, you just misspelled it multiple times. Yeah, well, you know. Okay, that's fucking hysterical. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I still own bar2024.com. Fuck bar. Two R's? Yeah. Good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think he's going to run, but, you know, just in case. I mean, case, we should probably just, just like, buy Trump 2024. I'm sure that one's not available. so expensive. I'm sure that one is not available. What about Don, uh, Don Jr. 2024? No. Let's see, Trump twenty twenty four anniversary anniversary sale for ninety nine cents. Yeah, Trump twenty twenty four dot gay. <laughs> uh, okay, that's not available. <laughs> Trump twenty twenty four dot gay. Yeah, that's available. That's good. I don't understand what like. The, I don't know why that's an anniversary sale or on like on sale, but you know. I don't know what an anniversary sale is on this. Me either. But that's the top results. Very good. Hover. Um, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> not a sponsor. And just to preempt any other companies or individuals that we may mention in this podcast at any given time. Also not a sponsor. Uh, we have no sponsors. We have no sponsors. They, they do. <laughs> no sponsors. Uh but we're thinking- we should start a Patreon so that Emily and Devin can both give us like a dollar or something. But we're uh, we're, th- we're we're thinking about IPOing. Just just kidding. Um, <laughs> just kidding. There's there's no there's nothing. Um, <laughs> anywho, um, yeah, money's not real. Uh, the the stock market is is, is totally divorced from uh, from. The what it's actually supposed to re- represent. Shareholder actions have almost no power within the structure of a corporation. Let that's alone not everybody's. That's not true. Yeah. Oh, that's not so true. you. What do you? What, all right, you're a collection of shareholders. Uh, how do you exert power? Buy how do you exert power over the, the organization? It just happened. That's the whole point of this. No, no, no. But how do you exert? Discussion. How do you exert power over the organization? How do you make the company buy make all the a stocks, drive decision? up the price, and then sell, comrade? <laughs> there it goes plummeting to the yeah. ground because you can actually there's many things you vote on at in shareholders vote on things. what do shareholders vote on it's different as you say it's different for the for depending on the charter of the company but on can be on uh whether or not people get board positions right but like or, you can elect people to the board final, but is that your final like, word guys? how do you how do you choose which person goes up to be a, a board member? Like, do you get everybody together and say, all right, we're going to put this person up? Like, social media, buddy. 
Form a collective. Hiring board hey, members. I'm, I'm a dude that for owns GameStop. Only, like, Contact yeah. Reddit slash R slash Wall Street Beats. Wall Street Beats? Ooh, hold on. Is that right? I'm going to grab that subreddit real quick. <laughs> hold I, on, I, hold on, hold on. Let's see if that's a thing. Things you were saying before, like the fact that companies have ways to protect themselves from so-called hostile takeovers from people that purchase stocks indicate that in the absence of those protections, people can do hostile takeovers of companies through stock purchases. Right. Which shows there is useful value. There's actual power in holding stocks. Yes. I'm not saying there's none, but like it's, it's, it's just difficult and like, like what goes up as like shareholder referendums, like there's not, those things are typically not part like decisions that affect the day-to-day management of the company. Like a lot of the reason that there are those hostile takeover protection things are with like founder run companies where it's really like the CEO doesn't want to lose their position. I mean, that happened for Tesla, right? Like the, a bunch of people that were involved that had stocks in the company and some that were involved in the company itself tried to get he must not be named in our podcast who was named previously in this episode of our podcast. No, don't worry. Blake's going to Blake's gonna bleep that out. <laughs> off of the board of his company. And there was a vote in the shareholder meeting of whether or not to kick he who must be not be named, he who must not be named out of the company. Big, big, that big little big, rocket battery boy. Big, big rocket battery boy. Uh, yeah, no, you there. Anyways, like there, so, and that there it, impacts. Yeah, there company. is. Yeah, for sure. And that's a company with protections against that. Yeah, but like, I but I like the main point I'm trying to drive at is that it's not like you like take over a comp like get to own a company and then you're like you as a collective democratic body are making decisions about the day-to-day operations of that company no but like decisions about about things that affect that's that's like saying that voters are totally disenfranchised and have no say in what happens in our government because we only elect uh, representatives and don't have any actual say in the day-to-day operations Ding. Exactly, yes. and we've made this anyway, my last report. sentence yes. is I am saddened and unsurprised that Wall Street beats uh, beats the vegetable is already taken. Um, so that sucks. My last sentence is also about Wall Street beats. And it is that I am saddened and upset that the only post on that is a Whitest Kids You Know video posted two years ago. Oh, no. Uh, I want Redditors to take up the stock market. And all the companies it includes. I like the idea of... Well, I've already said my last sentence. I'm going to say a second one. I like the idea that... um, you know, a group of people can go on the internet and l- totally legally, you know, make collective decisions about big financial things like that. That that can happen. I think that's cool. I'm so excited about it. I'm literally, it's one of my favorite pieces of financial news that I've heard. Yeah. So it, it could be problematic. Who knows? So but. like my, I'm also very excited about it. Like I like the idea, but what we really need to do is we need to. Do this by r slash Wall Street beats. Do this in a way like you do that. You organize that type of behavior, but you go the next step where you are proposing slates of directors. Like, don't only don't just hostile takeover to make a little money on the side. Propose slates of directors who can who come from that community too. Potentially. Potentially. Or, you know, you propose a slate of just or try to like propose a, a new charter that, you know, re- like we should take these over and like, 
I think, restructure them into worker-owned cooperatives. Yeah, worker-owned cooperatives. I'm so are for sick. that. Yeah, I'm so right. For like, that. Yeah. take like cool. hostile takeover. Issue immediately. Issue shares to all the workers. Or, you know, in time, you know, decisions to be made, but like, fuck it. Like, like, why don't we organize, like actually organize around these rather than just like it being a funny Wall Street bets thing. Like, why aren't, why Mm -hmm. aren't there groups of people who are like, okay, like we're a group of small investors, like, and there's legion of us, like, let's go around and we'll just, you know, slowly purchase the means of production from the capitalists. I think that's brilliant. I, this is what um, I've been saying. This is what I know, I've been saying. I know. I'm, I'm, Why, we need to use the stock market to buy the means of production. I say this as a satellite capitalist. Like, I know. It's the perfect way to have public ownership of means of production. It's yeah. right there. Use we the system take against it over. them. All right, let's start here. Ca- capitalism. Slash no pamphlet, capita- which actually I should probably make sure I have. Capitalism that. will furnish the tools of its destruction. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just what is capitalism? It's all quote, about problematic power structures. Quote, capitalism or socialism? Quote, all is all problematic power it's structures. Just, I mean, it's just a yeah, it's just a Marx quote. We can we can build. Yeah. All right. Uh, sorry, I, I'm cutting Tyler off now. Usually it's Joe I'm cutting off. Um, but I think we should call it there. We've done our sentences. Already.